welcome back to season two of Not Everyone Gets a Trophy with Amy and Mo, recorded live from SB Studios. Well, good morning and welcome to our show, Not Everyone Gets a Trophy with Amy and Mo. Hello, hello. Ah, I'm so excited to be here. Me too. There's just something about this room <laughs> that just... I love it here. Right? Yeah. Ah, the energy, the energy. It's been a good week. Yeah. And then uh, I finished listening to our episode yesterday. And I forgot that your mom was there for a second. And then your mom said something. I'm like, oh, her mom was on that one. <laughs> How did you forget her? Well, I didn't forget her. I just thought I forgot about that episode that she was in. I knew she was in there somewhere. I didn't uh -huh. think it was that one. For some reason, I thought she was on the one before. Oh, okay. Uh, but it was good. So, um, Yeah, that was quite the interesting turn. Yeah. that was not what we planned. Not at all. But that's how we are here. I know. We it's don't great. plan for what we're going to talk about. And that's how I run my groups. I walk in there and I say, I am the most unprepared therapist that there is. <laughs> Why do but, you tell me? But I'm also one of the best therapists that's true. you're going to meet. That and is true. Uh, so I give him a heads up. Uh, everything's raw. And I think that's how information comes out better and it's just allowing the energy just to be right what about the weather <laughs> that's I funny was, we, we were just talking before you got here about I, the weather i was like i went out of town for a couple days and it was kind of gloomy like fall weather like i thought it was supposed to turn into and then i came back it was like 86 degrees and i'm like tearing clothes off oh yeah yeah it was hot no no but now it's not so nice it was so nice this morning yeah i've been really enjoying it. it's been a good week like i said so so we have not had a guest speaker in a while. So today, uh, I'm so excited to have. I know it's somebody. like our first guest speaker that planned. Right, and it was actually kind season. of planned, kind of planned because it's been kind of planned. Yeah, I ditched school today to be here. I double booked myself, <laughs> but it's worth it. I think that uh, our speaker can bring out a lot of good information, information that I don't know as a therapist, and and more than that is it gives more uh what, what, what more options to people who are sick of just talk therapy yes yes and i'm so excited for so for uh let's just go there. so um yeah, let's go tell us, tell oh, us whoa, whoa, what whoa, is wow okay so uh interface entry he was a director there he also worked at idaho youth ranch which i also work there um so and and also uh, Lost River Wellness with uh, Dr. Weathers, which I also love. He's awesome. And you were also at Human Sports of Idaho, another community uh, partner in Horizon Department of Corrections, some uh, C Block or something, right? But what is C Block? I don't know. We'll see. It's just we'll get we'll get you will get there. And then you know he decided to kind of go on his own journey, and uh, hearts to horses, equine assisted psychotherapy. I love that that you added this psychotherapy but welcome to our show dan welcome <laughs> yeah thanks for dan, having me here today and how do you say alt is it alt alt yeah dan alt and i'm so excited because equine therapy is something that sometimes we hear on tv <laughs> randomly but sometimes we don't know that it's here and even when I was working for Idaho Youth Ranch, there's not many providers who who do it. And if they do it, they do it for a little bit, and then they just kind of like it dies off. So I want to know more about it. I'm sure our audience wants to know what is equine therapy because I thought I was gonna I was gonna go in there and just ride a horse, <laughs> and then Jordan was like, "You don't ride a horse in equine therapy," and I was like, "What?" I thought the same thing. <laughs> See? Yeah. So, so I would never do that because I'm afraid of horses. I'll be down. 
I'm so afraid of horses. Well, I'm most terrified. Of the, most so, of the advertising you see is, is somebody on a horse with equine therapy, right? Like, which it's it, it messes with people's head, right? Because mm-hmm. they expect they got like the little hat, the pretty hat, the boots, right? They think it's like a sport, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but well, and in, in my program, you know, there are programs out there that do allow riding um, in the program, but everything we do is on the ground. And um, and I think the purpose is that is because we're just trying to create an on the ground relationship with those horses, and that's kind of what our whole focus is. Um, we're working with a lot of DBT, uh, dialectical behavioral therapy. So we're working on mindfulness, building relationships, emotional regulation, and then whatever that obstacle is that that client's facing, that's we bring that into into the direction with the horses as well. So I have a question. I'm a therapist. Yeah. I don't think in a million years I'd be like, ah, oh, let's let's do equine. Let's let's try to work with this gigantic, like huge animal. Like, where did that come about? Like, how did you get the the itch to to start this off? Yeah, so I guess you know the thing is, my wife is actually the horse person, and so um, she talked me into going to get an equine certification. And we so we drove down to uh, um, Salt Lake for a week through the Igala certification, is what it was. And uh, even by day two, right, I was like, you know, if we tell ourselves we're happy, then therefore we are. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, one of the instructors came and she said, you know, Dan, you got to you got to choose something from your life. Right. And, and it has to be real to you. And so that way you can feel what this impact looks like. So at the time, I was kind of, you know, deciding employment, if I was going to stay where I was at or, you know, kind of take on this equine therapy role. And uh, I went in for my first session and I was like, well, that was amazing. And I had three more over the course of the week. And I came home and I quit my job of 12 years to become an equine therapist. Wow. Yeah. What, what was what was the, the feeling or emotion? Yeah. So I can quit my job. I'm I know. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. You what? just decided your life. In, what feeling in, was it that triggered you to week. do that? It was, it was so impactful. I, I can't even. Well. Um, one of the one of the basis is right in equine therapy. We don't always have to process, and as a therapist, I don't always have to know, right? Like if you're making change, why do I have to know, or why do I have to feel like I'm even a part of that change? Oh my gosh, this is this is good. Last our last episode, we literally said that yeah. we said well, you don't have to talk to process. Like, and I said I don't want to know all this stuff. Like I, I don't. So I'm glad yeah. that there's a second therapist out there that kind of goes with what i said yeah yeah and so in part of this process right is um you're you're working with this horse and they're they're giving you feedback the entire time but you're in a safe environment it's non-judgmental and you have the opportunity to practice whatever it is you want to practice and nobody's telling you that you're doing it wrong or that it's not right and you get to make these decisions for yourself i love that based on who you are in the interaction with that horse wow that's amazing so 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 you go in there, right? And did you buy into it when you were going in or you were like, eh? No, no, no. No. Two days into it, I was like, eh, you know, like, you know, I like horses. They make me feel good. Yeah. I feel good. But really, horses wasn't like, it wasn't your idea. It was really your wife's idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so sure. you, like, you are from the ground up, like, I, you're going in blind. Well, I'll tell you my first mistake because I used to think that the dog was the smartest animal. Ever. Well, so, so that's what I was thinking. I'm like, why are, why are we why are we doing therapy with horses? Like, there's plenty of dogs around. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, why a horse? So the horse is empathic. They can often pick up the emotions of a client before that client knows that they're experiencing that emotion. But don't dogs do that as well? But the dog, if you kick your dog, your dog will come back and love you. 
That's true. Okay. The, the unconditional love, right? That's <gasps> like the, the horse. The horses in the wild, right? They they have one behavior, and that's survival, right? Okay. Yeah, they're 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 a prey animal, so they're constantly on survival. They're constantly observing what their environment looks like, how the other horses are acting, how they're communicating, and all of that is a herd, right? When the client comes in, they emerge themselves as one of the herd. Right. Mm. And there's a process for that to happen because they're not accepted immediately every time. It's like right? negative people with positive people integrating and negative people in, yeah. into a positive, And then either you you convert or right. you're out. You either learn why you're not being able to socialize, integrate yourself. And what do you need to change about yourself to make that happen? Wow. So oh, yeah. what, and I, I'm really curious about this. I what was that feeling for you? Like. That that we, I don't know if there is or isn't, but he he they told you you gotta visualize something. Yeah, well I'll, I'll share that back the last half of the story. So I was in um, there was seven horses in the arena, three other people were having a session at the same time that I was. We all had different interactions, and that's still what I came out of from that session. So okay. the horses were interacting with me, interacting with other people. And um, the horses became a metaphor of something in my life, right? Okay. I assigned okay. a metaphor to them. And through that process, they showed me different things. And and that's that allowed me to use my own strengths, my own beliefs to come up with my own decision, right? right? What was going to work with my life? I love that. Yeah. Like people, that's what we talked about too. Like nothing's going to work for you unless you want it, unless it's your idea, so right. we can tell people a hundred different ways, give them a thousand different coping skills. But if it's not for them, it it's all shit. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. The intervention doesn't matter if you don't believe in it. Correct. Right? If, oh, I love all this. Yeah. So can you talk to me a little bit about the behaviors of the horses that you've seen just based off if somebody's really stressed or anxious, like what, how, how do you, how are you able to read that the horse feel something like as a therapist how do you know where to hone in because yeah. i that's what i'm curious i'm like because i'm scared of horses does that mean <laughs> that horse is gonna take off or right, is it gonna rush right. me right or yeah is it gonna trump trample or yeah talk to me? well i i, I mean like hopefully that. the answer is no right <laughs> <laughs> but um so the horses are really telling the story to be honest with you. And um, their behaviors, I mean, we could go something's basic, you know, are their feet moving? You know, what, how are their ears? Are, are they being alert? Um, do they look like they're relaxed? You know, ears front, ears back. Um, are horses facing opposite directions, right? Am I getting a positive or a negative? But uh, I, I, will, okay. I will share this story. So um, I, had a, I had a client who was kind of processing her uh, recent divorce with me. And in the meantime, all of a sudden, the horses started interacting with each other, and they were kind of rearing up, and, and, and she wasn't paying attention to any of this, right? But she, at the, she's telling me the story, and I, I asked her, I said, have you noticed what's going on behind you? And she looked right around, she said, that's me, that's my husband, and that's how we act towards each other. Wow. Just that fast, right? And she hadn't been paying attention at all, hadn't, hadn't noticed a second of what was going on. So the horses are always telling me what's happening. So it's like they are telling the subconscious story of who you are while you're conscious. Yeah. How do they know how to do that? They're empathic. They can they can sense our That's emotions. That's wild. Yeah. Okay, so in this setting, you go into an arena. You said there's seven horses? Where, where I, no, I did my training. Yeah. Oh, okay. So in, yeah. at your facility. Yeah. I, so um, for singles, I have two horses in the round pen. Okay, so... 
it's you, your client, and a couple of horses. Mm-hmm. And like, how how long do you stay there? Like, are you are you interacting with your client, or do they just kind of go on their own? Like, how does how does that work? Well, it just depends on where the client's at, right? Like, sometimes clients get right in there and they just start doing the work, right? And when they start doing the work, it it's not good for me to go in there and change it, right? Like, they're already on their path, they're figuring things out. I'm always there as a support system, so if they need me, I'll, I'm there to process with them as much as they like. But the whole point is for them to be with a horse. Right. And and I've had clients who will stand there and stare at the horses for a whole hour. And I'm thinking like, man, I, you know, what can I do to make this meaningful? Like what, you know, I hope they feel like that, that I've done my job. But when they come out, they're like, that was amazing. Wow. I got just what I needed. (gasps) Right. And part of this is as a therapist, right. It's the unknowing, right. Like we're taught to know. Right. And it's so hard because even as the therapist in the round pen, I'm second guessing whether I'm providing a good service. Wow. But the service is, is allowing the client to define what it is for their life that they needed. See, that that sounds amazing. I really like that. I, so- oh, I, I quit uh, outpatient counseling one-on-one mm-hmm. because I was working 40 hours a week, eight hours a day in a room. I can't imagine the Friday, uh, my 40th client. Right. And yeah. to hear that... I'm not, I would take me not the unknown versus the burnout. I think that's such a better way of, as a therapist, if someone would have told me that I just have to just kind of be, sign me up, right? Obviously, I'm not going to do it. But if somebody would have teach this in school, perhaps I would have had a better understanding and perhaps I would have an interest. But this stuff, they don't teach at school at all. Right. Which is which is nuts. I'm like, how did I teach about equine therapy? Why are we so high hyper focused on CBT, right? Like, or the disease model, when there are things that can work without saying much. Well, on the other side of it too. So if you go to an EGALA certification, which is where I was just telling the story. I mean, you get there and they're like, okay, the first thing we're going to do is undo everything you've learned. Oh, okay. So I want to I want to know more about that. Like, tell me <laughs> about your training. Like, how did you learn how? Because you were interested in using equine therapy that was your wife's idea so yeah. that that still sticks in my head i'm like fascinated i'm like why would you do that yeah like that doesn't make sense to me i'm like i only do things because i'm like passionate about it or i'm like i thought about it but somebody else's idea i'm like well I, that's that seems kind of like scary for me i have a lot of fear with that so tell me like when you started your therapy like how did you learn how to use what your knowledge is plus these horses to facilitate um therapy for other people yeah, so um, when I came back and I, and I quit my job, I got a job at the Idaho Youth Ranch. And so I was actually working out at their facility that's out in New Plymouth, the other side of Caldwell mm-hmm. out there. And um, so I had, a, I had a lot of support. I had a lot of training. So that was fantastic. But I guess is what I'd want to share about is, is my practice that I'm doing now because kind of some of the things that I learned, because I got two different certifications, and the, the Gala method is working on a lot of metaphors, um, and sometimes clients can do that, right? Like sometimes they're in a place, they can, they can assign this horse, and it might be a, a person, place, emotion, whatever it might be for them, and that's impactful, and that's a, that's a great process for them to go through. But sometimes clients need a little bit more interaction. They need a little bit more processing. They need to ask why questions, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and the other part of this is I don't always give them the answers because when we walked into that round pen, it's their story, right? It's a piece of their life. And I'm giving them an opportunity to be in their life 
to experience different things and make different decisions that they're looking for that are positive outcomes for them. I just want to go out there right now and see like what they yeah. <laughs> what they would do around me. Take me with you. Yes. <laughs> Probably be like jumping everywhere, hitting each other. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably be doing it's like dog things. Not judgmental. <laughs> I yeah, need you to it. slow down. No, this is. I mean, I'm just putting myself out there. I'm mean, like, why are they doing that? Is that what does that mean? <laughs> I'd be asking you like, why, why, why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah. What What are the ages? Like, the only are these for? Is this for adults? For kids? Like, so my my youngest client right now is four years old. Uh, my oldest is 78, so wow. uh, I have a good range, yeah. So you get all walks of life. Yeah, oh yeah, for 78. sure. 78. 78. What yeah. in the world, at 78 years old, are you trying to... She's, well, they're you know, trying to live more. Well, let's, let's talk about that real fast. So my approach, my approach isn't that anybody's broken or needs to be fixed, right? Like, we okay. all are who we are. So if we're experiencing something that doesn't... If we're not getting the outcomes we're looking for, let's take a look at that. Right, so here's a 70 year old client who's looking for a different outcome. That's that's what she's looking for. So what does she need to do? Put implement into her life to to get the goals she sh that she's looking for. I like that. I feel like sometimes our society forces things such as like go on a walk, like go with nature, and for some it doesn't work. Right. But it, but this interesting, like this to me is like whoa, like if you tell me. Somebody else is going to tell me, kind of subconsciously, who I am. I'm I'm all about that. Like, and, and it's not a human like that can shame me and and be kind of like negative and getting cold out against me. I, I I would love not. I would love to go out there and just stand and, and see and, and just what happens. That's just. It's, you know almost like I, a, it's almost like a dream, right? Like you're just kind of like seeing things happen for is. you. It is. I agree. So what I find really interesting is with your your clients, especially the 78-year-old, is that I think society sometimes has these standards and expectations that at a certain age that we're supposed to have things figured out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all that's all crap too. Once we know? fix something, it'll never be broken again. Yeah, or that at 78 years old, we've we've done all that we can do and we're just supposed to write it out. Yeah. And that's factually incorrect. Yeah. And I think I lose sight of that and I think a lot of other people I I have an experience with with someone that you know, they're they're kind of like down and out and well, at this age I should have heart I I should have been here, I should have accomplished this. And for me, I'm like, well, it's it's never too late. Why don't you just start over and go with it? And they can't get out of their own way. It's our story, right? It's our story that keeps us where we're at. So mm -hmm. how do we change our story? And that's that's where the horses come in. Like, how? what feedback are you getting? How does that change your story? And, and like, let's talk about, um, like, trauma, for instance, right? Like, mm -hmm. if we're talking talk therapy, how many trauma clients do you have that walk in and say Everything's good. Yeah. 100% right? of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything's great. Yeah. But if I'm I fine. Give, if I give you a horse and a paintbrush and I ask you to paint how you're feeling right now, I'm not going to hear from that client for the next hour. Okay, well, so what is what is a paintbrush? Like, what are we doing with paint? They're, they're, they, well, the first exercise, they get to paint whatever they want, right? Where, yeah. where are we painting? On the horse. We're you paint painting, on the horse? We're painting right on the horse. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. And these horses let you do that? They let you. Well, if, uh, if you've done the work to be able to paint on a horse because you're building a relationship with that horse. 
and yourself, right? So if you're if you aren't confident about yourself to walk up and paint the horse, the horse is gonna question whether or not you should be able to paint on the horse. Okay, so Man. and they'll just that, that, they stand there, that, they stand there and let you paint on them. Yeah, how long? As long as we need to. Whoa. As long as we need to. And that's also too. So for if, if we're talking about trauma, we're painting on a horse. We allow our emotions. We're not managing them. The horse is going to start reacting. So how do we manage our emotions when we're processing our trauma while we're painting on a horse? So the horse will allow us to paint on the horse. So then you kind of have to have some control with like. You have to be present. Present, yeah. mi- mindfulness. Mindful. Yeah, but you have to. You have to be able to be gentle mm-hmm. with all the anger and sadness and joy like all those things when yeah. you're touching them yeah we're, we're paying attention to all of us all of a sudden versus just bits and pieces right mm-hmm. wow <gasps> i love this i really 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 like this that that's that's very interesting that you it's like incorporating now a different aspect such as art therapy within equine right mm-hmm. yeah which brings in a, a different a different side um I see with my kids, I see with, with adults that when I when I bring that aspect of the art, that's when like their mind just kinda goes at peace. Yeah. For some reason, it just kinda slows down. So interesting that you can utilize art with the horse. <laughs> that's very random. Art with the <laughs> horse. Cause I never would have thought like, hey, let's go ride on a horse. Like Oh, I never want to ride a horse. And and even when I see it like on Yellowstone, right? Like, and I'm like, uh, I mean, is that is that media or can you, did they actually do that mm-hmm. back in the day? Um, but just hearing you say these things, I, I think they were onto something. Obviously, um, that I could, I mean, school doesn't teach, life doesn't right. teach you these things. So can we go back to you getting your certification? Yeah. So you said you went for a couple days, and you're like, eh, take it or leave it. So what was the turning point for you? Like, where were you like, yeah, this is it. And you quit your job. <laughs> yeah. When, when I made it real to me. Right. Like, so, I mean, you know, I participated in talk. I'll go back to get certification, but I participated in talk therapy too. Right. And I leave something on the table every time. Right. But in equine therapy, nobody was um, asking me to, to answer a bunch of questions. No, take pre- there was no, test. no pre-post assessment. <laughs> right, right, right. And so I just walked in there and it, it just had to be true to me. I didn't even have to share it with anybody, right? Nobody asked me what my goal of the session was. It was all private to me. Oh, I love that. Right? I, uh, I hate when people say, what is your goal for that? And I have to do it as a therapist. Yeah, that, and I'm like, oh. You want to write a note. You're writing a note. Yes, You're yes. You're writing a note. Yeah. And so I walked in there and I, and I just literally, I walked in there and I, there were seven horses. I assigned to two horses. One was the Idaho youth ranch. Cause I had been in conversation with them and the other was interface sanctuary. And I was just like, you know, where, where am I at here? And I just allowed the story to play out in front of me. And, and with the seven horses, I started metaphoring more of those horses and it even got right down to, I'd, a, a horse that represented my family. I had a horse that represented uh, the guests of Interface Sanctuary. I had, I had to us taking everything into consideration, and the way that the horses kept reacting towards me when I was having these emotions, led me to where I needed to be or where I chose to go. And then, just by what you felt after the, so. 
that that was uh, that was my first session, and we were around the horses the whole time, the same seven horses, right? Okay. So even during trainings, those same seven horses were still interacting with me, like in my story. Right. Okay. Right? It was my story. They kept interacting with me, and I kept seeing the same thing. And then I shared it with a couple of other equine therapists were there, and I said, you know, this is what's happening, you know, just kind of processing what's going on. And they were like, keep paying attention. So then I had other people who were also observing this story happening right in front of me that kept telling me that I should come home and quit my job. So it wasn't just in my mind at this point. I had witnesses. So... Did you get to take the, the those horses home, or yeah, <laughs> yeah I had to leave those ones. Yeah. My wife would have loved the minis. There was two minis. Oh, that were okay, okay. There, but, yeah. So, yeah. so do you have to like train the horse to be this way? Is there like, because I'm trying to train my dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, there's you can train it, right? But yeah. with horses, like. They just bite you and said, "All right, we're doing this," and they do it. Is that is that how they genetically they are? Or well, yes, yeah, because gene- they're empathic, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the horses have their own personalities, and and I think that's a great question because when I was at the Idaho Youth Ranch, I had to learn the behaviors of that herd, right? So I had to learn what those horses, what were they good at, what did they pick up on? So you know, like one of the horses that I have in my herd right now, he um, picks up on anxiety fear and i mean and when i bring a client into the the session and they're experiencing two of those emotions i mean he's reactive he's on it right and and what, what does he do because i'm like oh, that's gonna be me yeah i want to know what <laughs> well, that looks like yeah so you know because in in the wild right it's all about survival so his first thought is is why would you bring this in here you know uh-huh. like he's standing straight up he's got his ears straight back and he's like what is he's looking around like why would you bring this in here? You know, like, what is this? What's happening right now? Leave, leave your shit back Yeah, there, right? Like, like leave like, it at the door. In your car. Yeah, leave it at the door. And so, and clients pick up on that, right? So what do we do about our breath? What do we do about calming ourselves? How are we being mindful that we're getting this reaction? And how do we calm ourselves to visually see that as we calm ourselves, so does that horse? I, I, and here's the thing. And now that we're talking about this, I had this event in my life, and I, I want to say I was like five, four to seven or something. I got stepped on yeah. by a horse, <laughs> and I don't know why I didn't say anything. And I remember just my my foot being just in pain and just throbbing, and then that experience alone. And now this that's the reason why I, I'm scared of horses, because yeah. I have a fear that they're gonna hurt me mm-hmm. and i don't think that horse wasn't meaning to hurt me right he was just on his path i'm the one who didn't know and put myself in his path and nobody saw on top of things right so I, subconsciously i have this like like it's probably more than fear i'm just very scared of them because of that event. like a one event i'm just like oh yeah I'd be more curious to know if you would have screamed out well, how the horse would have reacted. Nah. Would he have come back and comforted you? Or, you know what or I mean? Or kick yeah. me again. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve Get one him more. Out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve to be yeah, stepped you, on. You got two feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I, and, and that's one of the things I, I do want to, because I, when I'm around the kids and, and horses, like my kids tend to like grow towards them and I'm just like, I act like the cool dad, right? Just stand behind, yeah. right? Okay, but I, I, 
any any animal that looks like like a horse, like a donkey, or I'm just like, well, uh, uh, yeah, no, no, thank you. I do like their smell, which I think it's yeah odd. I don't like necessarily because of my trauma of the animal, but I like how it smells, which I don't know how that balances out, but. I don't know. I guess I can say I don't like you, Amy, but I like how you smell. <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> so if someone does have hesitation towards the therapy, even though they like the idea, is there a way to like desensitize them so that they can yeah. get more comfortable? Did you with... just say desensitize? That's a that's a therapy. That's that you. you wow. I hang out with you too much. <laughs> <laughs> is there a way to like help introduce them into? working with the horses because if they've tried you know we have a lot of people that have done therapy for years we've recommended different types and this is huge i've i'm so excited about this kind of stuff so is there a way to help kind of integrate them into this kind of therapy if they're yeah for this? sure i i mean uh, desensitizing to the horse is would be the first goal right mm -hmm. but i would be willing to bet we could transfer that experience of fear into something else that's going on into their life too, right? If we're talking okay. about mental health, mm -hmm. right? They overcame this fear with the horse. How can, how can we use that to combat whatever other obstacle that we're experiencing? Wow. Now, now, now you got well, me thinking. Well, I'm just thinking about my own experience. Okay, so I have, I have an experience too. My dad made me ride a goat. <laughs> and that's a very small animal. Just to let you know, I have two if you're going to come over. <laughs> yeah. So he made me ride a goat when I was very, very young. And so, like, riding a horse, I'm like, oh, gosh, because this goat I rode, he, like, I was holding on to him, and he rode he like rode me right into the house with a water spigot and i remember like trying to hold on for dear life and i got all beat up and so like i'm never getting on an animal that that will go fast right so i i have a i have a huge fear of large animals that like move that move really fast yeah. donkeys donkeys you got any donkeys yeah, no donkeys <laughs> in my house. so yeah i'm just thinking like gosh i would really like to see what this experience would be like but i'm not really sure if i could even approach a horse because i would i have so much anxiety just getting like inside a pin like i feel like claustrophobic even though i know it's like a big place mm -hmm. but just getting inside with him where i feel like oh my gosh how am i gonna get out yeah do you ever like wrap people's eyes because uh, i feel like I, I, like i'm i'm thinking to myself like like if i don't have to see the horse maybe would you ever wrap most <laughs> mouth <laughs> <laughs> I do have a couple exercises in my toolbox that, that, that might help most, but I haven't used them yet. I, it's I, like, I, that's going to cost you more there, buddy. <laughs> I think I would be afraid that at that point, not to be around the horses, but just to be, you know, no sight, right? Like, that yeah. would be, I, I would be Ultimate uncomfortable here. with that. Ooh. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. something like, because I'm, I'm comfortable with the smell, but maybe not visual. Like, I, I'm trying to put this, like you say, in, in, like, this is where I guess it's interesting because you start then trying to come up with like this analogy and then this way for you to to get into it but then also you can't walk into a problem without seeing the problem right and, and maybe that's maybe that's something i do a lot just i'm gonna pretend it's not a problem and just pretend i like you i guess and, and just keep going so when you came home from your certification and you went back to i know you use ranch yep started my first what, when were you like i think i'm just gonna do my own thing so, um, yeah, that's, that's a really great question. So I, I left the Idaho Ranch and that's when I went to go work at IDOC and maximum security. And, um, there was a few things that were kind of just needed to get put together. And, um, and then 
Blue Cross kind of reached out and um, credentialed me, and and that just worked out great. So that's just... which they're 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 great. Yeah, they're a pain in the butt. So that's <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. insurance is terrible. That's crazy yeah. that they actually reached out to you. That's 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 really good uh, on your end. Yeah. Well, they obviously see a need. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, there's a lack of therapists right now for to provide the amount of mental health need that is out there right now. Yeah, especially ones that don't say much and get really good results. Right, right, yeah. So then you are in CUNA, correct? Mm-hmm. And CUNA, Idaho, and you have a facility, and you have how many horses? So, yeah, we're on five acres. We have three horses. Okay. Um, we, use, uh, we use two of them primarily for individuals, and then when we bring groups in, we use all three horses. Oh, so it, it can be a group thing as well. So yeah. is that like family therapy or or like... Um, it, yeah, it could be a, a, it could be, you know, depression group. It could be a, a, um, a trauma group, whatever that looks like. Can it, can it be like a company? It most certainly can be. Like, cause I'm thinking like, I need to take everybody that work with and say, (laughs) let's get in there and get it out. Right. Cause something's happening. We're not allowed to, like, we just can't for some reason communicate. That would be really like interesting to do. Like, uh, what do you call those activities? Like build, build up or where you build the team activities. I don't know what it is, but that have you ever, have you thought about that? Just tapping into more than just mental health, like company wise, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. If we're talking about team building, yeah, team building activities. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's a, that's a big one. You know, we've only been open since uh, April, April 7th oh. is oh, when wow. we started the program. So, you know, you have a lot of dreams and ambitions and yeah. you find out there's only 24 hours in a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and, and do you have anybody that works with you or are you just a one man band? Yep. Just one man band right now. Um, we, I've got some plans in the future. You know, we have plans, uh, hopefully it's next year to build an indoor arena. So that way we'll have that facility wow. and hopefully that might open up a little more space to bring on some uh, additional equine therapy. I will yeah, help you build you... it. There you go. But no. not really. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to get a taco truck. Come yeah. on, you're not going to do this. <laughs> okay, so so right now everything's outdoors. So in the winter, do you, do you foresee like any people like dropping off or? Well, I I you know here's the thing, right? We're living our life every day. Mm-hmm. Are we going to allow the weather to change our direction? Not I me. Mean, if we yeah. prepare for what we're what we're up against, right? I mean. People are climbing Mount Everest right now, right? That's like, true. They maybe have, maybe they that will right help gear. my fear against snow and getting cold, like, because I don't like being cold. I feel like you need a lot of help right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, that is inter- that's interesting. Um, do horses respond differently in, in in the summer than in the winter? Um, I mean, most certainly, right? Because they are their own, right? Like they're sh- they have their own story too, <laughs> right? Like yeah. we're all kind of yeah. just jumping in there together. So of course they do. You know, when the wind blows, I can see definitely that my horses are actively different. Um, but the interesting thing is, is when we get in the round pen, they pick up on the intention of what we're doing. Okay. Right, and so that just kind of changes everything. And what I think is also unique about my horses is they literally, this sounds like a story, but they literally greet me every day to go there. They know when it's time to go to work. And mm. it's not like I have to go chase them down in their paddock or, you know what I mean, yeah. to get them out there. Like, they're ready. They're I, ready I, to I, go. So Mad- they, 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 they kind of want yeah. to, like, be helpful. They're looking for the connection, too. Okay. Right? They're not the only one that is working on this connection while we're out there. Like, it's also important to them. Wow. They also like- want to feel safe. Yeah. Right. They also don't want to feel like somebody's going to come in there and disrupt their world. Mm-hmm. Right. I just, I just want to be inside their. So do head. I, I need to. I need to go there. Um. When 
Uh, what are their names? Do they have names? Ooh, I can't tell you the names. Oh, darn so, it. Yeah, so, in a, I mean, that's the first question everybody has, right? <laughs> but it's, when we walk in there, once again, like, it's the client story. And so, okay. you know, they name that horse whatever it is they want. Once again, it could be a person, place, thing, emotion, whatever it is, right? But it's up to them to decide what that is because it's their story. I love all of that. Yeah. Um, besides the painting on the horses, like what other, you said everything's like done on the ground. So yeah. there's no writing. No writing. There's never going to be writing. Okay. So what, what other things happen? Yeah. So uh, I have another great one. We blow bubbles at the horses. And it's kind of this mindfulness experience where um, we're trying to actually hit the horses with the bubbles. Okay. And so the clients have to not only be paying attention to everything that's going on in their environment, where the horse is positioned, where are they positioned, which direction is the wind's going, do they have enough pressure on the bubbles, can they even blow bubbles? And they have to put all this together so that way, potentially, they can hit the horses with the bubbles. Hmm. Wow. That's incredible. Do you, could you share like maybe a story with like the, the younger age group in like what you're dealing with and how they respond like, like a before and after, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we've kind of talked a little bit about, do you want to hear, you want to hear, um, like a, a, a happy trauma story? Sure. Yep. Okay. I mean, who um, doesn't have trauma? Yeah. So, uh, a, I, I guess, um, a client, uh, the goal was we were going to start painting her trauma on the horses, right? And over the course of six weeks, it literally turned into, it was just like these blobs of paint, right? And then by session two, um, maybe we were writing some some letters. And then maybe by session three, you know, she started drawing eyeballs, right? And, and then in her trauma, this was kind of um, the eyes that were watching her, like when she's out in, in society, mm -hmm. in, in the community. And, um, you know, that kind of progresses. And then I start seeing rainbows that are being painted on the horses, right? Because we're talking about things that make us happy. Mm -hmm. And then um, the first, this is the sixth session. And I say, I just want you to paint whatever you want. Like, I've been giving you direction. You've been asking me for direction. I want you to just paint what you think you need, right? What do you need out of life right now? And she painted on there, I need to love myself. Wow. Oh, can you tell us, like, a roundabout age group? 14. Wow. 14. Yeah. Which is which is great cuz I know we work we've worked with that population before. Yeah, I work. Your name came about to to Amy um working with that population. Uh and, and your name has 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 come up quite a bit. And you know, I remember Jordan had had brought you up and I'm like, "Okay, all right, cool. Like I'm just I'm I'm that kind of person that just listens to life." And the more it just went by, it was like, "Okay, okay." And then this one right here was like, yo, yo, ah, I'm so excited. I got to tell you that. And I'm like, why? She's like, so this guy, equine therapy guy. And I'm like, who? And I'm like, Dan. And I'm like, oh, well, there it is. Like, <laughs> we have to get him in. So it was just like listening to life. And that, that brought you here. Mm -hmm. and, and I think a lot of people that we that, that listen to us, it's kind of the same story. It's, I wasn't even planning on listening to you today. For some reason, I, I turned it on. And, and that's the one thing that helped me today. If, if there's one thing here is to remain open to the idea of going to equine, because I know that I, in a million years, will look that way. Had it not been for somebody that I either told me or that I liked hypothetically. So if, if, if Amy's 
like weight or my weight has anything, I would say go out there and and, and give it a try because they they don't they, they're not gonna lie to you. Horses are not gonna lie to you. Right. Like it's like they just they can't. Well, and for some people that just don't want to talk about yeah. their stuff, because people are hesitant to share because of shame, guilt, whatever. So, or they just don't want to look stupid. So, for people that you know have tried different therapies or they're just struggling with just being a hundred percent honest yeah. with themselves or somebody else, like this is a huge opportunity for people to process through the stuff that keeps them like stuck in the spot they don't want to be in. Right. Or moving forward, just like dragging their feet through the sledge and turning into exactly what they didn't want to be. Because I, I get that a lot from people that are like, I hate my mom. I'm never going to be like her. My dad, all these things. But then their pattern, it's like you do what you know subconsciously. Like you just can't help it sometimes. Like substance abuse or uh, fighting, uh, whatever, whatever it may be. And you can tell them like, you know, looking back, this is how probably your parents got here. So if you're not careful or mindful, you're about to turn into everything that you hated. Right. And it's, I think it's just a level of honesty and acceptance and awareness that they're just not ready to like, you know, jump over or take a leap of faith. And I think your idea or that what you're doing gives them a huge opportunity to kind of figure, filter all that crap out without having to tell anyone right when we think about um you know clients being in talk therapy getting all this psychoeducation with nowhere to put it right while you're working with the horses you're working on coping skills in real time they're mm -hmm. in practice right now yeah, you're doing it right then you yeah. don't have to write it down and then try it once you like have a fit yeah, because how many times did you give homework to your client and before they walk out the door and you're like, what was your homework? And they're like, mm. oh, man, <laughs> you know, you hadn't even left the office yet. Right. And mm -hmm. we're working on that homework right now because whatever experience they had, they it was in real time. So when they get back out to their life, they get back in their car, they have an opportunity to start practicing that right now because the emotion and the response are are real. They're right there in Immediate. front of them. And people love, like, they want instant gratification. Yeah. They do. And this is it. Yeah. This, so It's an opportunity for it. Right. And what about the client that comes in the office and says, just tell me what to do? <laughs> and oh, I'm my like, gosh. Well, go <laughs> be with the horses then. Yeah. You know, like, if you want me to tell you what to do, go be with the horses. Because that's where you're going to learn what you need to learn. Right. Because you know what it is. You're, I don't even, you're asking me to give you the answers to something I don't even understand fully. Because mm -hmm. it's your story. Yes. I, oh, I love that. I love um, that. It's so amazing. Yes. I, I like how it all just came together. Yeah. And how 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 can our listeners reach out to you? Are you booked out? Because the last thing you know somebody wants to hear is, great. How how can I? When can <laughs> I, uh, uh, we're about six months, and then like uh, I think that's the biggest issue that that uh, people come into. So. Are you booked out a long time, or how, how's your schedule? Yeah, so um, like I said, it's only been a few months that we've been open. I still have a, a few spots available um, during the week and a couple on Saturday. Um, with school going back, you know, the things have changed, which I had to change my schedule to meet those needs, which was yeah. fantastic. And, and so it kind of leaves my uh, – I, I typically run sessions, you know, a few in the morning and a few in the evening. So I kind of split my day up. So, yeah, I do have spots available. Sweet. That is How great. do people find you? Yeah. So you can find us uh, on our website, heartstohorses.org. Uh, That's H-E-A-R-T-S, the number two, horses.org. Okay. And then um, phone number is 208-615-9488.
And I will also be uploading your information. So if you go to our website, not everyone gets a trophy.com under guest speakers, I will be putting all the information there and, uh, and give it, a, give it a try. Give, give it a try. I, I know I will. Awesome. A- and yeah. uh, I want to. because I think it's going to bring out a different experience and I like getting uncomfortable. It's all about getting uncomfortable. And uh, I don't know, like, is there anything else that you're normal? What, what do you normally say? Is there yeah. anything else? <laughs> Did we miss anything? Is there anything that you really wanted to share today that we didn't touch on? No, I think that's, uh, um, I think that's about it. I didn't know if I should uh, mention anything about the PHP programs or not, kind of looking out to see if we get into groups. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah. you barely a little tapped on that if you do groups or not. But I think that's something you're going to start doing with a couple agencies in town. Yeah. Yeah, really w- l- looking out to um, partial hospitalization program, see if we can fit that in. Um, you know, group therapy with the horses. It's amazing when you have 12 people that are all working on ca- kind of maybe their own individual goals and what that looks like as a group goal and how that can just manifest in, in life changes because everybody's coming in there with a different agenda, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we take wow. that agenda, make it an intention so everybody is participating in a healthy way? I have one thing before we do go. So... This, th- this kind of equine therapy, is this something that you do just once, one time and then you're done? Or do you do like, do you recommend weekly sessions or? Yeah. Uh, so I guess, um, you know, uh, typically I would say I see people weekly. I think equine therapy is a short term therapy. I don't think it's lifelong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say sessions range somewhere averagely around 15. Um, but my whole goal is, is to get people back to their life. Right. Like therapy is everywhere. You mm-hmm. should be out therapizing yourself every day, whether it's boating, running, walking, whatever that looks like. So how do we get you back to your life? That's what it is. Come back and, and have, get a refresher course if that's what yeah. you want. But let's, let's get your so needs met. So you can met. come in and out. Come like, in and in, out. Drop yeah. out. Whatever, whatever meets your needs. Yeah. I yeah, like that. I, I'm, we're reaching the clients where they're at, right? That's Absolutely. what it is. Every single time. Well, Dan, it has been amazing, an amazing show. Um, I'm so glad that you came to meet us. It's uh, It's been wonderful to hear everything. Um, yeah, so find us, uh, find Dan. You can look on our website at noteveryonegetsatrophy.com. We'll be posting him on Instagram, our Facebook. And yeah, call us and let us know um, what we can do to help you get over to Dan's spot. He's in Cuna, Idaho. Thank you. Thank you so much for for being here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to this episode of Not Everyone Gets a Trophy, hosted by Amy and Mo. This episode has been brought to you by SB Studios, Boise's number one podcast producer. 